Bush and Ritchie here with another Hometime Show podcast for you. But this uh, particular podcast comes with a warning, doesn't it, Richie? It does indeed. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll take some medication. It'll say, uh, you know, this could make you drowsy, don't drive if you're taking this medication kind of thing. We would please request and suggest that uh, if you are hungry right now, do not listen to this podcast, right? Get yourself a little snack and then hit play. That, that would be the best course of action, do you not think? No, absolutely, and you're very right in pointing that first thing out. Normally, uh, the podcast does make you feel a bit dry, you know, drowsy, and, uh, <laughs> you know, makes you want to nod off side. This is totally different. It might excite you a little bit, but my my gosh, it's going to make you hungry. So, like Richie said, maybe a bum bag with a few Nutrigrain bars in it, just by your side. Get ready because this is a taste sensation. <laughs> Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Brutal thing happened to me this weekend. Uh, a thing that has been approaching for... Uh, it's been approaching for a little while, but it's finally happened. Bush, I got overtaken in height by my teenage son this weekend. Oh, there's a watershed moment in your life, in the circle of life in many ways, isn't it? Um, I, um, my, my, my daughter, uh, who's a little bit older, she's 17, I thought that that was going to happen as well, but uh, she appears to have levelled off. Uh, and I don't think, she, I don't think she's going <laughs> to overtake off. me. But um, my son, who is 15 in a couple of weeks' time, uh, he's been marching on with his height, and I, I thought this is coming. And this weekend it's happened. And I, I think... I think it's fair to say I've not taken it very well. <laughs> I'm not taking it well at all. It's a big thing, isn't it? It's a big psychological thing to suddenly, like you physically, and I'm not rubbing this in, you're, you will be looking up to him, whereas he's normally been looking up to you, but those roles are reversed. With your dad, are you, did you overtake your dad with height, or are you guys still the same height, or what's the deal at the moment with your dad? No, I got me mum's height, my dad's six foot something, and I'm five foot seven, at best. But like, Okay, so you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's, it was always, always going to happen with Charlie, but like, you know, he's only, he's only about to turn 15. There's still many tellings off still to come, but I'm going to be looking up to him uh, to do that, and that's, that's the weird thing. It does feel like I've suffered a bit of a parental relegation this weekend. But the other weird thing is, I mean, it happens to us all a little bit because, you know, you get shorter as you go older. I mean, my, my nana from Liverpool uh, had this phrase for growing, getting shorter over time, which I think is a Norris Green phrase. She said she was growing down like Brown's cow. Don't know what that means. <laughs> but it, it's basically it was her phrase for just getting shorter as the years go on. So there is that. You mean it's almost like you two are passing each other on uh, different angled escalators at a shopping centre. He's getting higher, you're getting lower. You have to repeat to that, that phrase because otherwise I might repeat it drastically wrong what is it again growing down like brown's cow i'm growing down like brown's cow okay so if you've a if you ever heard that phrase but b if you too <laughs> has suffered have, have suffered this parental relegation if you've been overtaken in heights by yours how did you deal with it let us know because i'm struggling If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. All of my family come from Norris Green too, says Sarah in Buckinghamshire. I've never heard any of them, or in fact anyone else from Norris Green, use that phrase. Bush, you're going to have to remind us of this phrase you enlightened us uh, that your nan used to say. 
Yeah, my nan from Liverpool, Josie Swanson, her phrase about getting shorter as you got older was she was growing down like Brown's cow. And all my family are from Norris Green, so I thought it was a Norris Greenism. My, my cousin Phil from Liverpool made a Nana Almanac because she had so many Scouse phrases, <laughs> such as if you told someone off, gave them the bells of Shannon or gave them down the banks. Or if you were going to tell somebody off, you'd uh, say by the powers of Molly Kelly. They're just a few, just a few of her phrases. Hey, but I've just been thinking whilst that song's on about the whole parental relegation thing. Obviously, my 10-year-old daughter, Erin, uh, is not taller than me yet. However, talks have begun about me not walking her onto the schoolyard anymore because I think she's a bit mortified by my patter when I'm on there. There you go. See, that is a parental relegation. You've got it, it You've got it happening in a different way. I might have been overtaken in height by my teenage son, but if you've been banned from the school gates because she's just not cool enough, I'd say that is also a parental relegation. I think we should wind this out. If anyone has suffered any parental relegation, doesn't have to be heights, could be yeah. some other sort of uh, spurning of your offspring. Let us know what it is. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Isamini on Twitter says, I absolutely have this at home. I'm not allowed to kiss or hug my 10-year-old lad in public anymore. He actually wears my trainers, but I'm not allowed to walk him in school or back home. And he calls me bro, no longer mum. What's going on? That doesn't sound like a fair deal that's uh, that's going on there. We want to hear about your parental relegations. How have you suffered it? I got overtaken in height by my son at the weekend. Uh, Cathy, how have you been relegated? Well, the daughters overtook me, so they call me minimum. But not just that. When we used to go skiing, there were four shelves in the, in the in the room that we always had. There were four shelves to put your ski gear on. So originally, when we went, it was husband at the top, Chris. Then it was me, and then it was the two younger daughters. And it was the year that we went when I got relegated to the lowest shelf because the doors and oh, the children had overtaken me. <laughs> I'm only five foot one, but at eleven they overtook me. Kathy, and yeah. do you do you resent it or are you good with it? No, I'm good with it. I'm absolutely fine with it. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's all of me. <laughs> I have to take <laughs> lessons from you. Yeah. My husband just said, oh, you hardly mention it at all. No, I am I am short. <laughs> you know, diamonds don't come as big as bricks, another northern saying. Diamonds don't come as big as bricks? Yeah. That's, a That's amazing. Thing. There are so many great northern phrases. I do feel that the north has, I would say, an abundance of great phrases when it comes to stuff like height and stuff like that, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> because I've never heard of any of those Liverpool ones, though. I've never heard of that. You've never heard of growing down like Brown's crown? Growing down? No, I'd never heard of that. Mark's tweeted and said, when my son and I went to a football match and he sat behind a tall bloke while there was a kid in front of me, I turned and said to him, do you want to swap seats? He looked at me disdainfully. I'm 5 foot 11, he is 6 foot 4. We are trying to to find out from you and it might not necessarily be a thing over height, even though that's what happened to me this weekend. I got overtaken by my teenage son. Uh, what happened to you? When did you suffer that parental relegation? 
Uh, what about this? Maybe even like if you play sports or games or whatever with your parents, maybe maybe like you've always lost to your dad at table tennis and then one holiday you beat him and everything <laughs> changes. That's what we're after tonight. Uh, Boo has tweeted, it's a lovely tweet, she says, my son insists that he goes to school on his own in year five as he wanted to go with his mates and not me, now he's 13. But he does play football manager with his dad and I talk to myself <laughs> most evenings. So there's light at the end of the tunnel. John in Preston says, Bush and Richie, how to realise relegation? I've been out eating on pies by my 10 year old he also walks to school because I'm too loud apparently but he likes a lift as I have a reasonably cool car <laughs> which he's announced he will be driving in the future all the best <laughs> uh, I'm struggling with being overtaken in height by my son at the weekend we're talking parental relegation uh, tell us what's happened with your lad Adam well he's trying to be a goalkeeper a very good goalkeeper in fairness but he is praying to get above six foot because the football team just will not look at him until he's above six foot no matter how good he is so he's actually catching up with me, but we're both praying that he gets taller than me because I'm only five foot eleven. So he's desperate to get taller than me. <laughs> Is there height or goalkeeping anywhere in your family, Adam? Uh, my dad's six two, and my brother's six foot three. He so- just got unlucky that he was my offspring. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, as, as an Everton fan, and our, our goalkeeper, Jordan Pickford, not exactly the tallest fella in the world, is that hope for well, him that little Jordan Pickford's doing OK, kind of? Well, we, we, we keep going down this route of looking for the smallest goalkeeper just to kind of give him that boost every now and again. Um, even going back as far as Fabian Barthez, just digging anyone out of the locker <laughs> that we can find. But it, ne- it, never, it never really seems to end well when you look at someone like Barthez and the De Canio incident. And or all indeed that Jordan Pickford. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Cheers, Adam. Thanks, mate. Uh, one final tweet from uh, Adam this time round. Uh, it says, I had a race with my eldest son. I've always been faster. He destroyed me this weekend. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. So, look, Richie and I have noticed someone over the weekend that Emma from The Breakfast Show has done that, um, without being awkward, we'd, we'd want to kind of take it a task on it. Uh, it's best to get it out in the open. We don't want an elephant in the room in terms of the Absolute Radio family. So we thought we'd sort it out early doors today on the show. Nip it in the bud. That's what we need yeah. to do, which is why we've got uh, Emma on the line with us now, I hope. Hello, Emma. Hi. I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. You're bright and good. breezy. Yeah, well, I've had my uh, been at work, had my nap, woken up. And I'm uh, feeling fresh. Oh, well, listen, Richie and I were just, we were just on the internet the other day, and we were just on the internet, uh, and we noticed on Facebook Marketplace that you're selling your car. Tell us a little bit about that, your 2005 Ford Fiesta. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lovely little car. Anyone who needs uh, a reliable little run around, it's environmentally friendly, like you say, 2005 Ford Fiesta. In what way um, is it environmentally friendly? I'm just, just interested. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if we want to get into it, it's, um, it's exempt from the T-charge in London because the engine size is small enough. Uh, so that's very handy. Did you say uh, fallen because... off or small enough? Look, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm trying to sell this side. You guys aren't helping, okay? Um, I'll tell you one thing I do take a little bit of umbrage to, um, and Bush, you probably will as well, is that the phrase that has just been said to us, I'm trying to sell this car, but you guys aren't helping. <laughs> yeah. Because when Richie and I were flicking through the photos of the interior of your car, which you can see on Facebook Marketplace, we made a discovery that we think we just wanted to clear it up with you because we thought, no, this can't be the case. As far as I can and Richie can tell, when we were covering the breakfast show, the Dave Berry breakfast show, a little while back, do you remember we went and got you some car masks because you had a bad week? Yeah. I, I'm sure. 
they're in the photo as part of the car sale, yet not actually no. mentioned in the description. No, look, I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed that, uh, that you've caught me out here. I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but uh, the, the car mats do come with the car. So whoever the lucky buyer oh. is, They'll be inheriting those lovely car mats that you got me. I'm no use for them anymore, but I, I really did appreciate it at the time. It was a lovely. Are you not going to get a new car? Uh, no, not at the moment. Right. So when you say that, we were having this conversation. <laughs> Richie was saying there are mats. She's selling our mats, and I was like, no, Richie, can't. That can't be the case. Let's get Emma on, and she can explain for herself. But but you are. And you're not even mentioning it in the description. Why is it not in the description that they have been the the, the mats there have been donated by two close no, friends, yeah, Absolute you're, Radio's you're right. Bush and Richie. You're right. It should have been the first thing that I put on the yeah. on the description. I'll, I'll go on and um, edit it now, and um, I'm sure as soon as I change that, it will sell straight away. Are you going to edit the price at all? Because uh, we paid twenty five pounds for those car yeah. mats. Um, you're looking for three hundred and ninety five pounds for the car. Yeah. My maths suggests that Bush and I are responsible for fifteen percent of whatever you bring in. <laughs> yes. So I should put it up to, what's that, £415? Well, don't affect your own bottom line, you know. Maybe we have a sell-on fee. You know, like in football, when you sell a play, you have a sell-on fee. What about that? All right, I'll add the 20 quid, and then when I get the money, I'll give you guys a 10 or 8 pounds back. Thank you very much. You'll go straight back into the home time budget. You're welcome. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Uh, listen back, boys. You just got scammed £2.50. Splitting 20 quid. I thought you paid 25 mm. for the match, says Steve in Aberdeen, looking out for you. Uh, this is because Emma Jones from the Dave Berry Breakfast Show, she's selling her car. Bush and I got her as a gift. She was having a bad week when we looked after the breakfast show once. We got a gift, some car mats, 25 quid. She's selling the car, hasn't mentioned them once in the listing of it, which is just a liberty. It's bold as brass. She's bold as brass. I, I'm just looking on Twitter now. Uh, a fellow called Mark has said, uh, Hi, Emma, I'll take the mats off your hands for 15 quid. Good price for radio memorabilia. I might have them framed like signed football shirts. And then she's now negotiating with him. So she's trying to sublet our mats to someone else. What's going on? <laughs> so, look, uh, tell us if you had any issues with uh, the selling of something that was a gift. We want to hear from you. Uh, Stephanie, what happened? I gave my friend two teacups and saucers many, many years ago. And then years later, I was at her house for a Christmas shopping event, charity event, and I found the teacup still in there wrapping uh, in the wrapper section. <laughs> wow, so, so you bought them for her as a nice treat and then she's trying to raffle them off as a, at a charity do a few years later on. How did that make you feel? Yeah. I was very upset. And I'm normally very good at saying my piece, but I hide back. Because <laughs> it so was you, for a charity so you, event, so... Oh, that's the old nightmare, isn't it? Because there's a charity angle, you can't storm in there and uh, be Jesus in the marketplace and start turning tables over. It's difficult, isn't it? It is, it is. And I have a bad reputation for saying my piece. So I thought, no, hold, hold your tongue this time, be a good girl. <laughs> Well, Stephanie, well done, because, I mean, Bush and I can't do that with Emma. We've, we've had to say something. We've yeah, had to, we've sometimes had to say you something have about to. It. This text here says, I will stay anonymous, but I sold a Christmas present from my mum at a car boot sale. She turned up at my stall and saw it. She was miffed, but bought it back off me. It was a seed propagator. I made a fiver. Now, that is, the, that is not the item I was expecting to hear at the end of that particular. What the hell is a seed propagator? It's one for us uh, gardeners, Bush. 
It certainly is. Have you got one of them? I bet you've got one of them. Have you got one of them? I have, yeah, from your lawn, yeah. What does it do? Like, shake seeds out onto the ground? Yeah, but at different rates per square inch. Right, I'm actually bored of hearing about it now. <laughs> BD Fox says on Twitter, I've sold every Christmas present my granddad has ever bought me in the missus. Examples include terrible wall prints, horrendous bedside lamps, a carbon monoxide alarm, a banmarie that you'd find at a Chinese buffet, but the clear favourite was an industrial-sized mechanical potato peeler. <laughs> The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Miranda, did you get away with the selling of a gift? Yeah, it was years ago, working in a barber's on Valentine's Day. Twelve red roses turned up. Um, Rang my then boyfriend to say thank you and he hadn't sent them. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I sold them to the highest bidder in the shop. <laughs> wow. And uh, is, that, is there a clue there that he's now then boyfriend because he wasn't the one that sent them? Is that how that transpired? No, no, no. We did end up getting married, but um, that, was, that was then. Oh, right. Oh, that okay. was then. That was then. This is now. <laughs> uh, and then what do you get a good, what's the enough. going rate for a load of flowers? I mean, people have been into pubs that I've been in before and tried to do the old sell you a flower trick. It's about £2.50 a flower normally, isn't it? Yeah, but Valentine's Day, you know, they hike the price up. I think I sold them for 20 quid. So what, you sold the whole bunch or you didn't sort of like make yeah. separate sales? No, no, sold the whole, sold the whole bunch. Good work. See, I don't, I, I don't, don't want to pick holes in what you did, Miranda, but I think, as Richie's just pointed out there, if you'd have separated those roses out into individual roses and wrapped them and gone pub to pub, you could have made 50, 60 quid there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, John in Preston says, Bush and Richie, gift karma got me really bad. Uh, I got what I thought was a tasteless vase given to me by my mum. I donated it at a charity raffle as a prize, later to find out that the person who won the prize sold it on an online marketplace to the value of 240 quid. Karma indeed. Wow. Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. I would say uh, that our show, Home Time Show on Absolute Radio, Richie and I are collectors or curators of curious food combinations. We're, we're obsessed with stuff like that, aren't we? We are indeed home of it. Well, listen. When I was up in Northumberland on our holidays, which is where my partner Katie's from, I was sat there chatting to her dad, Peter, and he was regaling me with what it was like growing up in Newcastle. And he was telling me that when he was growing up, and I think still to this day, apparently a regional Newcastle delicacy in pubs is a minced meat toasty. A minced meat toasty. Toasty, right, okay. Tell you, like toasted sandwich. So he was saying, like, if you're having a few beers in a pub back in like the 70s or 80s, they always, always have like a hot plate in there, you know, like a thing with like a lid on it. Mm-hmm. And you could get your beer, probably flat as hell back in the day, and then get uh, a, a couple of toasted sandwiches which just had minced meat in them. I've and got a... Since he told me, I just can't stop thinking about it. A couple of questions. So are you, br- are you browning off your minced meat before you're putting it in your toasty? 
It's a personal question, but I believe they do. <laughs> Are we talking, when you're talking like toasty, you're talking like your, your Breville thing, your folded down kind of thing with mince meat in it. Yeah. And just... Yeah, so they kind of, you know, almost like flatten it together. It's got the mince meat in the middle. Now that is either a, mince, a minced meat toasty, a beef toasty is either the best thing in the world or someone out of a horror movie. I can't really work it out. I'd have to say, I'd have to say, I think I'm having a bit of that. I feel curious. I feel curious, like drawn towards it. Do you know what I mean? A little bit. Uh, and it's got us thinking, right, well, with the final hour of the show, why don't we just open the floor to anyone who has an unusual toasty combination? If you have a toasted sandwich with unusual stuff in it, get in touch with the show this evening. Matt has tweeted already saying he regularly has, out of season, a Christmas dinner toasty, which is turkey, stuffing and cranberry all in one toasted sandwich. He set the bar. Can you get higher than that? How about this from Helen? On holiday, our daughter loved the sandwich toaster. The buffet was there as a challenge. Chip and couscous with a bit of cheese. Oh, I'm not sure. That, that, that's two bits of carbs. Is that right? Or three bits of carbs? Because you've got bread on there, you've got the chips on there, you've got the couscous on That's triple carbs. So you're already cooking the chips, but then putting them inside a sandwich toaster with couscous and cheese. I mean, what's it, it's probably tasting good, but it's probably not right. I, for me, that's what you're eating if you're competing in the Olympics at lifting weights. Gillian <laughs> uh, says, what about this? Tin spaghetti and cheese is an Aussie staple. Any Australian verify this? Tin spaghetti and cheese is an Aussie staple. Delicious, but also volcanic in temperature, <laughs> as it takes a lot of patience not to dive straight in. <laughs> Max says, listen to this. Evening, guys. I recently had a cold lasagna, marmite and sweet chilli sauce toasty. Trust me, boys. It was a game changer. That's a hot one, surely. Isn't it? Isn't uh, it? Mark promises to have something a little bit different. Take it away, Mark. What have you got? Toasted sandwich with chocolate spread and uh, chocolate eclair sweets. OK, chocolate spread and chocolate eclair sweets. Did we hear that correctly? <laughs> you, did, you did hear that correctly, yeah. Did you get this recipe from somebody else? Was it handed on to you? No, just made it up. <laughs> At what time of night and in what state? I think it was, it was around Christmas and it was pretty late. So probably it was in a, not in a great state. <laughs> this is this is. I'm going to say this is a three or four pint recipe. Yeah, probably more. Seems like a good idea. Absolute Radio, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie with Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Just been talking about my father-in-law Peter from Northumberland, who was telling me when we were up there on our holidays a couple of weeks ago that back in the day he used to have as a pub delicacy in Newcastle or in the northeast or whatever uh, minced beef toasted sandwiches, mm-hmm. uh, and they've remained a bit of an enigma. We've been talking about weird toasties this evening on the show, but we're yet to get anyone to confirm or deny the existence of these things. Uh, well, hopefully Dave could be the man. Have you got some intel on this uh, dish then, Dave? Literally, all it is is that my dad, he's now 74, lives up on the Wirral with my mum, and he used to sneak off kind of about 8 o'clock at night when mum was sitting down, and he'd go and make himself a minced beef toasty just so no one else... We all thought it was grim. And then as a kind of more mature man who may have gone to the pub and had come home late one night, we had a bit of leftover bolognese, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. And it is... It's it, it's just amazing. Oh wow! So it's actually you've tried it and it's actually okay. When when your dad was making it, this is a question that Richie had for me earlier on. And I couldn't answer it. I presume he would brown the mince off as if you were going to make a bolognese, but just not add any sauce and then just stick that straight in the toaster. He would, he would put an oxo cube, brown it all off, a bit of salt and pepper, and just leave it at that. <laughs> wow, Dave! I would I suggest you made it a little bit more civil by you said that yours was leftover bolognese, so you've got a bit of a ragu in there. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not, you're not an animal, are you, Dave? You, you, you've got a more cultured palate, I think. Do you know what? I'm from Birkenhead. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. One thing we didn't get to explore during the show um, and is worth talking about now, I don't have... A, uh, a, tea, a a toasty maker. Do you, do you think all the things that we've been discussing would that work under a grill? Well, do you know what? Right, um, I've got a book by Tom Kerridge. You know the lovely chap, uh, yeah. the uh, chef, famous chef guy. He does this famous cheese and ham toasty. He doesn't use a Breville thingy. He just fries it on one side on a frying pan with a bit of butter on the back. Mm-hmm. Flips it over, pushes this cheese and ham toasty down, and then the other side on the frying pan. So I think if you've got a frying pan, you still could be quids in for the minced beef toasted sandwich. God, it's a messy old pan. Because the one thing with your Breville is it does sort of. Um... You know, crimp it, doesn't it, if that's the right right term? It does. It does, but the other thing, I'm not having a pop of Breville's because we've got one and we love it, but it does, you always get that kind of, like, cheese bit around the outside, like a cheese silhouette. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. it's not perfect. It's like everything's not rosy in the Breville garden. Hands the winds, the hometown show, the boys have left the studio, but let me be your guarantor. On the radio, they'll be back again tomorrow. Phantom Music interview, subscribe, rate, and leave review. Subscribe.